we're all just people at the end of the day and we can be friends and it doesn't really color should not matter. We just need to listen to people, to be kind, um, to do what um, God put us on this earth to do, help others. And um, I, I just think that having those conversations together and showing people that that is possible. I've loved that about Share the Mic. And I think that people that do listen to it, to, to the podcast, do get something out of it. And so if it helps break down any barriers, you know, for one person, it was worth it. Yep, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all of our listeners, both new and old. And as you are listening to this, as it's released, we hope you guys have had a great weekend. We hope you have what will be a great week. And we thank you guys for just hanging out with us and tuning in as usual. And guess what, everyone? Everyone is here. Gatry, you're good, sir. Yeah. No, you not can over, no, not too. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. You're, you're, you're there. Black, <laughs> how about you, sir? Uh, we'll see. Gat's back. We'll see how this goes. Now I you don't know. I never back. know what to make of that. He's back on edge. Why back. am I the barometer? I don't know, man. Things went kind of smooth when you were out. He's not wrong. He had a great guest speaker. And hey, let's give him an applause for that. <laughs> just look at the logo if y'all have any it's good sir just look at the logo hey not I, in this video <laughs> that's good that's not that's good. funny it's not that's hilarious i laughed but it was not funny he's not okay no. <laughs> that was good that was hilarious <laughs> the guy's not even represent our logo he's talking what are we doing here okay Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Your trips were good? Yes. Awesome. Yes, very refreshing. Well, glad to be back. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Sure? Sure. Okay. Positive? Yeah. Okay. If you're clicking on this video, you are seeing that we do have yet another guest. And she is a friend of the show. Yeah. Would you like to introduce her to the no, world? No, I would not like to. I would love to have the honor and privilege of introducing our guest. Extra enough. Go ahead. This lady sitting across the table from me uh, is a dear friend of mine who um, I, you know, I can't even explain or describe how we met, but I'm so glad we did. This lady sitting across the table from me has been a motivator for me, an inspiration to me. And I've never told her this before today, <laughs> but um, in just in just me cre- uh, pursuing my creative passions, I've been able to garner and learn so much from you just from having the experience being with you um, that has fueled me and given me a lot of confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Libby Lassiter. 
Welcome. Libby. Welcome. Welcome. You'd wow. have to give you an air horn for that one. Wow. I mean. Everyone I doesn't get an air horn. <laughs> I'm already blown away. I have an air horn and I have that introduction from Ronnie. Life is really good. Thank you guys for having me. Libby, thank you for being here. Seriously, long time coming, right, so, Walker? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, how did you two meet? I don't know. I was like, I I do, I I was, do. do you do you know Livy? Because I'm really okay. Go ahead, you go, right. you go. So, Nick Crawford, Common Thread, had a podcast or a YouTube or something like that going for a bit, and uh, I told him about my idea last summer, early last summer, about uh, creating a show called Share the Mic. And he said, I have just the guy for you. And actually, it was after we had already recorded two shows um, on Zoom. Okay. The first two shows for Share the Micro on Zoom, not very high tech, I might add. And so I watched the video that Nick had recorded for, and I don't remember what his uh, show was about. Coach's Portal. Coach's Portal. You do remember that. Yeah. So anyway, and that, and I think I just called you out of the blue, said I'm a friend of Nick Crawford's, and we got together just like that. The rest is history. That's right. Okay. I just, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I knew someone connected to, connected us. I just didn't know why I couldn't resonate with uh, with it being Nick. But yeah, you're exactly right. Well, Nick is a connector. He is. His voice, and Ooh. it happens to be mine as well. So okay. we have that in common. Yeah, good deal. So Libby, you have a podcast called Share the Mic, right? That's correct. Before, before we get into how we got there because you have a pretty interesting story about how we even got to to getting into podcasting right so <laughs> you do Libby you yes do. you do like, you. we found it interesting so okay. <laughs> yeah yeah may not be interesting to you You're but right. it's, it's jewels right. to us um tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you and what you do okay well so I lead a commercial real estate company and actually Ronnie and I have real estate in common as well. And so um, I'm a co-president, a female co-president of a 30-some-year-old uh, commercial real estate company here in Birmingham called Bear Properties. And uh, my other part of my life, well, of course, I have a wonderful family. I have a husband of 35 years, David Ball, and a daughter, Alex, who is, yes, 35 years. That's a blessing. Uh-huh. We celebrate love around here. No yes. kidding. And we should, always. And then I have a daughter who just turned 24, Alex, who lives in Lexington, Kentucky. And so that's the, the personal side. But the other side of my personal life is I, life is I have a lot of passions for the community. Uh, I just, I love people. Um, I love people of color. I've always had a heart for um, the advantages that I've had and recognized that that maybe there are people in some communities of color that I might be able to connect with and help in ways. And so that's sort of the other side of my uh, life. And I have done that for a long, long time in a lot of different communities. And I'm talking about communities um, that uh, have disadvantages, uh, not middle class communities, obviously. So one of the things that as I've listened, because when I got wind of who you were, I started listening to the podcast and I went back from the beginning and I forget which episode it was. You talked about 
your background and the story of how you came to be this person who had a passion for people in people of color, people in different communities and whatnot. And you talked about your mom and you talked about how, yeah, and you you talked about how she helped shape your value system. Talk about how important that was and the impact it's had on you even to this very day. So that is Tippy that you're referring to, and she is quite a woman. And Tippy is mm, 87 years old. Uh, better, I better get that right. She might be 86, but anyway, she is. Um, she's from a small town in uh, rural North Carolina and Lincolnton, and you would not expect Tippy to to have having grown up in such a rural North Carolina small town community to have the values uh, she has. It's just a little bit abnormal, I would say. Uh, so she uh, instilled those values on her kids, and we were raised uh, to, to, to not be colorblind, but to recognize color, and that that was uh, rich and community and people of any color matter. And she was not going to allow or have any uh, kind of um, racism uh, in our family growing up. And I love that about my mother. I love that she brought that value and instilled that value in her kids. And that's just the way we grew up. And she had a lot of exposure to racism as a child, um, but uh, she always was very outspoken against it. So that's, that's really where that came from. And then the, the podcast, Share the Mic, really... Um, I had, you know, many years, as I said, I had a heart for people that had been, have, have disadvantages. And when, um, when George Floyd was killed last summer, I said, you know, I've sat on, sat on the sidelines too long on this. Uh, yeah, I've been involved in the community and I've done, you know, some good things because of God and the blessings that he's given me. But at this point, I knew I had to take a, a much greater stand. And so we started uh, just two friends, um, a, a good friend of mine, Dimitri Carpenter, and I did the first episode. And we really, it was just getting together and saying, we, we've got to do something. And we wanted to do something together, black and white. So we just really had that first show, very unrehearsed, mostly a conversation just about how we got to know each other as friends and to ask each other questions about our lives and things that affected us and things that we see. So that's really how Share the Mic started. Very cool. Um, Libby, uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm really biased here as, I, as I've um, been privileged to help you produce uh, Share the Mic. Um, Can I cut you off real quick? Yes. So Libby, <laughs> you just did. I know exactly. One, one I don't my, know why you asked Libby. One, like one of my things with him is that people don't know how involved he's been with your podcast and the great job he's done. Right. <laughs> so he is this big champion for everyone, but will not even mention his contributions and what he does. I mean, it's, it's, I call it fake humble. Oh my goodness. Is this how you welcome me back Walker or fumble? Or however you want to refer to oh, that's it. Too um, but this guy has been a big part of what you've done. And, and we're going to get into his episode that he had with you. Yes. Um, because I, I actually enjoyed that episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I had to cut mm-hmm. you off. So, Talk like talk about how 
how he's involved with your process in terms of share the mic and, and how the input he's brought. Well, I'm going to step out here a little bit and just say, first off, when Nick told me about Ronnie and he said, this guy is awesome. And we met and I didn't know Ronnie was black. I had no idea. You are giving him so much ammunition right now. Libby, Libby. I know. Libby, please say all you heard was a conversation. You heard him speak and you didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your honesty, Libby. (laughs) Just did. So when you saw him, you was like, yeah, this is a fit. (laughs) So, you know, that was just perfect to me. It just made it, it was so automatic uh, that I was like, oh my gosh, because we want to have these conversations. And frankly, I think Ronnie has gotten as much out of those podcasts as I have, sitting there listening to the rich conversation between black and white friends, and especially our black guests and what they have to say. And they have been so honest. And he sits there after each episode, putting all this time into it, number one, and all the time that goes into afterwards in editing it and three cameras and, you know, you just name it. These take a good bit of time to put together, as you guys know. And, but we sit there after each one and Ronnie is like, I was ready to jump across the table. I dying to get into the conversation. And it's just been fabulous. So our relationship has been the most special thing to me out of Share the Mic is that we've we've got this fabulous, open and honest relationship. And um, we've just had a lot of fun doing this uh, together. But Ronnie does a great job. It's a lot of work, uh, which is one of the reasons we went from YouTube to just podcast because the editing was just overwhelming. And, you know, we're kind of doing this in our spare time, you know, sort of a, a, I hate to say a volunteer thing, but to some extent it is. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Libby. That that really means a lot. (laughs) See, that was the toot, the toot your horn. That's all. That's all. I didn't come here for this. I know. That's why I, but I'm here to love others. But that's why I'm here. I I didn't ask about you. (laughs) Didn't y'all talk about poverty and mentality last week? I'm not doing that, right? You're you're welcome, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I'll thank you later. You know how I get. Um, So, so Libby, Libby, I got to share this. Uh, One of the things that I love about Share the Mic is just, I feel like it has a heartbeat that's in sync with me in terms of like, I, I've grown up in predominantly white spaces a lot, right? And um, seeing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, see, seeing you champion, uh, seeing you champion these intense, important, and needed conversations, it tugs at my heartstrings because I've been in similar situations, right. and there's some there's some I've been into where I've been like, man, I wish this could have been an episode to share the mic, right? So, um, Libby, I have to know, for our listeners, because you told me this before, but I think this is very valuable. In terms of reception from your white counterparts, how has Share the Mic uh, been received? I thought that I would get a few negative comments on it. I have not had one negative comment on social media. All I have had is yay way to go it's important you have these conversations thank you for doing this so um, maybe people say things uh, you know behind 
uh, my back or, you know, again, it's just behind a, a screen, really. And uh, But I have yet to have a negative um, comment so publicly. So I, I think that's a huge win. Yeah, and a lot more positive, you know, a, a lot of positive. I mean, I get great, great feedback. And then typically whoever is the guest and then I use all the old guests all the people that have been on the show before and I ask them all to share it as well each time so now we're up to nine episodes and so I ask them and then I can see their the commentary from them as well and their followers and so that's also very very positive so I think something good is coming out of this the intent was for initially was for people of, of different colors to be able to hear the other perspectives with friends and I think that's working because there's really not anything threatening there we're just having real conversations right. Right. do you think that this is helping people to kind of step out there themselves in their own little silos in their own environments and have a conversation that they may be avoiding by, by watching you and another friend engage in something and saying, oh, it's not what I think it is. It's actually doable. You know, I'm not sure, Caesar, yeah. but I think maybe because what's happened to me, at least at work, is that some of uh, my associates have come up to me and said, I heard about that book on your podcast. Um, I'd love to read that book. And I'm like, oh, it's in there hands the next day Mm -hmm. and so because I typically do mention books in the podcast so they'll bring that up or oh I listened to uncomfortable conversations with a black man Emmanuel Acho it's one of my favorite shows and um, they'll say oh he had this comedian on and she talked about so and so in this book Uh, Libby you've read that book because I heard on your podcast I'm like yes boom here's that book so what's happening I think is that and I encourage this is for people to become educated And so to understand racism and how deep it goes and how far back, you have to get educated. You have to read. You have to understand it. You have to understand how we got to where we are today. And there's a lot of history in that. And I think books are the best way to get there and other podcasts as well and other ways to to, to become educated. So just to go back to something that you said, um, we'll pick back up with the whole education part. But you you mentioned George Floyd's murder last year being the catalyst for all of this. What was it about that particular situation that sparked it for you? Because we know it wasn't like George Floyd was the first of its kind. So what was it about this one that was different from a Philando Castile or other people that we've seen their interactions on on video with police officers and and something drastic happening what was it about this one that said okay i have to do something i can no longer sit on the sidelines i think there were so many things coming together at once it was like all of these intersections uh the election last year Mm -hmm. very very political what happened with george floyd Uh, how public it was, how it was so, uh, it was probably more widespread video than anything that I can ever think of. And um, you just saw that video over and over again. And, and the people that were there on the sidewalk saying, stop, stop. I mean, it was so, there were so many people even in the community saying, stop, you're, you're, you're killing him. And, um, and then of course, you know, his, 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 
being on the ground saying, I can't breathe. And so it was really all of that. But I think the political climate also had a lot to do with it. And there were so many at once, Breonna Taylor as yeah. well, what had happened just a few months earlier. I mean, there was there, there were several leading up to that, but it was sort of the, um, the tipping point, if I can use that terminology, for me at least. That pun's acceptable. Yes. <laughs> well so played. I think that's why. I think that's why. It was just so much. It was sort of like, uh, all right, enough. Silence, no more. There was a, a, a sign in... Um, the street and in someone's yard that said you know silence equals violence and that's really the way i felt is Mm. that by being silent we are basically playing into violence to these things continuing to happen gotcha libby uh you you were recently featured in an article that i read (laughs) uh uh, shining a focus on birmingham Mm -hmm. uh, which is great by the way um but i'm gonna i'm gonna lean into something here okay so you're well traveled, Chicago, Jacksonville. Where 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 else? I've Libby? never heard anybody say Jacksonville was well traveled. You were well. <laughs> well, I'm a country boy, Libby. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, what 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 metropolitan areas have I have I left out? Because I know there are more. Philly, Philly, yeah, yeah, Philly. Okay. And so what a great experience that was a southerner moving to Philly. <laughs> 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 But last Chicago before okay. Birmingham. Okay, so thinking of all these other major, well, Jacksonville, the asterisk, of course, but thinking of these other major metropolitan areas, you get to Birmingham. Let's talk about anything you may have seen or felt in terms of the racial landscape. Is it different here? Um, is it is the racial energy more intense here, in your opinion, than what you've seen? Just, uh, just lean in, if you will. I would say the difference to me is the separation, uh, the residential separation. Now, that's real in Chicago as well. Don't, don't get me wrong. But you feel, at least uh, years past in Birmingham, when I first moved here, it felt like there was a greater divide. And that, um, there, you know, again, there was not a lot of diversity, I'm going to say, even on the streets in downtown Birmingham. There weren't a lot of people in the streets in downtown Birmingham. But when you did see people, you didn't see, you know, black businessmen that, you know, like you do in Chicago or women and, you know, all of that and a lot of diversity mixture. You know, during the day, it's a very sort of a white business um, feeling, if you will. And I've seen that change in Birmingham for the better. Absolutely, in the 15 years that I've been here. But places like Chicago and Philadelphia, it was much more diverse during the work day in their downtowns. And you just saw that in people of all shapes, sizes, colors, uh, nationalities. So they're much more international cities, I would say, than Birmingham is. And so that that became more um, obvious, I guess, here, just that lack of diversity or the mixing when I first moved to Birmingham, and that is something that I did notice. Okay, yeah, and, and then uh, my wife and I were talking about this. Uh, as as the listeners know, uh, we we've been in California, New York, the past week or so, and uh, one of the one of the biggest things in California, in particular, is uh, I just didn't see a heavy population of Black people. Mm-hmm. And, and we looked at this map in terms of density of a black population and Southeast just takes the cake overwhelmingly. So uh, I, I, I thought, I thought that question was important just because I don't know if you, if that was, 
you could feel that when you got here, like, you know, were there more black people here than what you experienced or not? Okay, cool. I cool. wouldn't say that there was more or less, or I never had that feeling at all, or that, you know, Birmingham is, is, has a higher black population um, than other parts of the city of Birmingham or other neighborhoods or whatnot. I, I didn't ever really feel that. I just felt a separation. Gotcha. I, that's the best way that I can put it. Okay, cool. I mean, what has been the biggest lesson or what was the biggest thing you have learned from doing Share the Mic podcast? Well, I think Ronnie and I have this in common and it was the Darlene uh, Wilson episode and it was a heartbreaking, uh, uh, hard, hard episode. And when she talks about her son going to school, you know, as a 14 year old and literally almost from the first day of high school, him being called the N-word, um, I really didn't think that could still happen today. Mm-hmm. And I was, I have to say, I, I was shocked and <clears throat> disappointed. And I thought that that was so important that people hear that from a mother, you know, especially. So I think Ronnie also, we've, we've talked about this in the past, but that was a tough episode. But I've learned so much in every episode. The guests have all been really different different backgrounds, different lifestyles. Um, you know, Carver Boynton, um, who is has a major civil rights um, history, family history, um, her, that episode, which, Ronnie, we need to redo that episode big time yes. uh, and have Carver again. But, you know, that history is rich, and I just wanted, wanted to sit there and talk with her all day about her family history, and I thought that was so mm-hmm. interesting. And um, Antonia Walls, having grown up, you know, uh, in city in a a project that's no longer existing, you know, it's gone. And um, and he talks about growing up in what he deemed the hood and what did that look like. And, um, you know, when he talks about, um, you know, you see people get killed every day. Just like, wait a minute, like, really? And he's like, yeah. And so, you know, each episode has been really different. Ivory Sermons, um, fabulous um, guest. She was the second guest on Share the Mic. And she, there was a lot going on in in our church at the time. Mm -hmm. And so that was a very hard episode. That one was on Zoom, Ronnie, so you you won't remember that. But it was, um, you know, it was a very difficult time that she and I were both dealing with, um, you know, just hurt, anger, you know, whatever you want to call it in, in the, in the actual church. So, um, you know, so every episode has just been so different, but of course my favorite would have been with Ronnie. <laughs> Y'all are killing me right now. Thank you, Libby. <laughs> and I know we're going to talk about that, right? Of course. Yeah, of, course. <laughs> of course. You remember that one, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Well, I'd yeah. much rather we talk about yours, but anyway. No, no, no. It's the, it's the Ronnie Gatry episode. I figured we were going to talk about both, so I didn't go there yet. <laughs> oh my so yeah, let's talk about it. Um, let's talk. Let's start with Gat because Gat was pubbing mine, but his was out there for like months before we even shot. Uh, we did the podcast. I thought he did a good job of just talking about his background and how a lot of that his parents' intention of putting him in an environment um, where it was diverse and it gave him an appreciation basically for being who he is. You can speak to that, right, Gadget? Yes, I can speak to okay. that. Would you like to add to that? No, there's nothing. You've said that eloquently, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that look for, Black? Why don't you just accept the praise, man? 
I will, just not right now. You just he I'll, needs some training. I'll call in you. That. I'll call you on Sunday and thank you. I need. I, I do need training in that. I'll call. You know how this goes, Walker. I'll call you Sunday. We'll talk about you it. You are struggling. I'll cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are struggling. <laughs> but yeah. So what? What was the biggest thing you enjoyed, Libby, about Gatchery, about the episode that that you recall that stood out for you? Well, enjoy. You know, that's kind of a stretch because they're hard conversations. Yeah. So, um, you know, I loved learning uh, more about Ronnie's background, how he was raised, his mother um, coming from mm, Haiti. No. no, Jamaica. No. Oh, yeah. Where? Bah- Bahamas. What now? Bahamas. Bahamas yeah. Uh, can That's we a- can we rewind? Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I don't remember them all. I'm a little older than you guys. <laughs> Uh, but um, I loved that and how she came here and she was just planted, you know, in, in uh, Opelika. Is that right? And, you know, what an experience that was. And uh, coming from the Bahamas to Opelika, I mean, even just think about the way English is spoken a little differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, her, your, your father and how they raised you and how they moved to this, I think it was a primarily white neighborhood, didn't yes. you say? At and they the sort of was, raised yeah. you... I think what they thought was best for you to get the best education, uh, to have those opportunities that I had. And so I look at that and I think that's what every parent, I think, wants for their kids. And it just made it so real. Yeah. Uh, I really liked that story. Thanks, Thanks Libby. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, let's uh, let's share the mic with Walker here. Um, he couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. He could not wait. I mean, you talk about like gritty, direct, and I mean, just in your face mm-hmm. reality yes. is what Walker brought with his uh, in his own eloquence, of course, that only he can provide. But uh, Livy, I if I hope I could share this, please. But uh, it, s- sitting back in producer mode. And watching you and Caesar was an absolute treat to me. And uh, I, you were stretched, Libby. You were stretched. Absolutely um, stretched. Caesar just took me apart, and it was great. And, just and like, I've dealt with this for three years, right? Yes, I <laughs> and elaborate on what, what you mean by that. So, because, because we're talking about Libby's preparation, right? Right. Yes. So, okay. Libby, I have, to ta- I have to tip my hat to you, Libby. You, this is your baby. Share the mic is your baby, and you treat it as such. Uh, All I's dotted, all T's crossed. And uh, one thing Libby loves to do is she loves to have detailed notes on each episode. Um, And then you you also send a questionnaire to your your guests. Yeah, so um, it was so funny uh, because I was mediating before we had, had agreed to have Walker on. And uh, I was telling him about, you know, your preparation and just... I can sense it's like he didn't say it right he didn't say it but it was just like yeah I'm not doing that <laughs> throw that stuff out right <laughs> but uh and yeah. I respected that yes it, it just it and I think I think what manifested was an amazing recording I mean seriously so if you could talk about like your takeaways from having Walker on share the mic and uh, just just what it's done for you in terms of your your podcast maturation, if you will. Well, first off, you notice I have no notes. Exactly. <laughs> can we I get did can we get it. something here? Yes, <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> Listen, I, and I re- what's so funny, Libby, is I look back on previous podcasts or the ones on on Facebook that you posted, and I could see you 
looking and then looking down. Yes. Looking, <laughs> looking and then looking down. Yes. And I'm like, ooh, Libby, you're Stop. not having a conversation. Stop. Stop. Yeah, it's, it's about conversations, and I wasn't doing it. <laughs> it's like, you're reading, Libby. I know, I know, I know. Shame on me. So that was number one. My favorite part was that Caesar got me off of notes and that prep. And he was like, we are going to be natural. I'm going to be oh natural. And so that was good. That was a big growth opportunity for me. And so never say you're too old to grow or change <laughs> you because you're not. And so, um, so that was you. it. Thank you. And, um, and then just the raw conversation. I'm just going to call it raw. It was. And Caesar, you know, he, he went out there. He, he got out there and he took some risk. And so I respect that. And um, I just loved when he talked about, um, uh, I think so many people should hear that, how uh, black people uh, really sometimes can't have the same kind of conversation um, in, in the room with others because they've got to worry about their job and paying the bills and, you know, all of the things because they can't make a mistake the way I can make a mistake, Libby can. And, and, and come back from that. And so they've got to be more, you know, on, on uh, guard. Mm-hmm. Well. And so that was, I thought, the most important thing for our listeners to okay. hear from Caesar. And a lot of people commented on, made that comment. I was, I was going to lean into that. The reception mm-hmm. was great yes. in terms of Caesar. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things I love about the tipping point that I was, that I'm glad we were able to bring to share the mic was that, uh, we talk about race a lot. Walker and I have different different approaches to dealing with race, obviously. <laughs> but um, I, I I love that we each had our own episode to deliver, I guess, our methods of having that conversation. And so, like, the listener base for Share the Mic could receive these impactful things in different ways mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful f- uh, for you giving us the opportunity to each kind of share it our way there. That was it was really good. So, yeah. Well, y'all are just part of the staff now. You know? No, well, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> y'all are like We're, the advisor. Caesar's on the board now. I'm, I'm, I'm invested. I'm invested for sure. <laughs> so what, what would be the biggest takeaway that you would want someone to get from listening to Share the Mic podcast? I'd say the biggest takeaway is that we're all just people at the end of the day and we can be friends and it doesn't really, color should not matter. Background should not matter. Culture should not matter. We just need to listen to people, to be kind, um, to do what um, God put us on this earth to do, help others. And um, I, I just think that having those conversations together and showing people that that is possible it's foreign to some people still to this day black or white and you know that's just a shame because I look at how much richer my own life was which was not why I did this was not it, it really wasn't I'm not trying to pat myself on the back but I really wanted to try and share with others that may not have um, spoken out or had the opportunity to speak out publicly or speak in a conversation, have that kind of a real conversation. And so I wanted to give a platform, but truly it just blessed me over and has blessed me over and over. Um, Just the conversations, the people that I've gotten to know better, 
Um, and uh, the, my circle is just so much wider. And so I've loved that about Share the Mic. And I think that people that do listen to it, to, to the podcast, do get something out of it. And so if it helps break down any barriers, you know, for one person, it was worth it. Awesome. Awesome. And one of the things I will, since we've been giving Gatrius flowers, I'll give you some flowers, Libby, is I have appreciated you taking the initiative to educate yourself and learn. And I think that by you creating this platform, sometimes that can be overwhelming. It appears to some people, where do I even begin to, to go or what do right. I like? It, I, it's, it's overwhelming. So for you to create this platform to where you're hearing, you're hearing conversations from everyday people, different walks of life, addressing this subject that many people have spent their lives running from to have it so casually. Thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate that. Well, I've appreciated just being, having the opportunity to do it again, feel privileged uh, to have Ronnie as, you know, videographer. He's does it all. He, (laughs) and now we've brought in members of my family as well. It's just a family (laughs) affair, friend affair, but you know, it really is a privilege to be able to do that. And thank goodness we have these channels that we can put it out there so easily that we don't have to worry about trying to get you know, on a TV show or airtime or whatnot. We don't have to worry about that. And that's really, I mean, just like with this, the tipping point in in your other podcast, I think it's just great that we have this kind of access. Right. Right. Yeah. It's no, we, 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 there's no politics. You don't have to go through a middleman. Just, just cut a mic on and go. It really does level the playing field. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people go and find share the mic podcast? Well, they can find it on YouTube. Um, they'll now because we've gone to podcast. You'll just get some video clips, and then of course it's on Spotify and Apple iTunes as well. So lots of easy places to get it. And then I put it out on my own Facebook page and LinkedIn. So I share those episodes that way, which is really um, how we get the most um, uh, commentary and uh, people coming. And I've had people reach out just from it being on social media saying, I would love to be on your show sometime. So uh, nice. that's that's part of my list right now of next guests. Ronnie and I have got to get to work. And okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and, and by the way, yeah, I know we talked about me coming on uh, when we met up. But, yes, if you need some help, you, you know how to reach me. You, I do. You, you got my number. So I am always here to help in yeah. any way that I can. So. Yeah, you had anything else, bro? No, Libby. Thanks again for being on. Really enjoyed our time today. You're welcome. Well, Black is sitting over there. Oh, I, I keep forgetting he's That's over a there. Future guest. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know, Libby. Uh-oh. He may have to. He may have to go on with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do, we're doing audio. It's well, true. no, we'll, we'll figure it out. I yeah, think that'll I be know. good. I mean, just to, to be able to meet Black tonight, <laughs> you know. So. That. He's saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for having me. It's great to be here on The Tipping Point. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Thank so you, Libby. Thank, thank you. It's an honor. No, you ain't just blowing smoke, no, are you? No, I'm not. I listen to that hour and a half every week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Thank man. you, Libby. <laughs> Libby Lassiter, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for taking time out of your very busy schedule to hang out with us for a little while. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Well, we're going to take a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. 
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Libby Lassner again for stopping by and hanging out with us for a few. Gatry, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm in a good space. That's good. Thanks, Libs. You're in a good space. Yeah. So you, you're, you've been affirmed. You've gotten your fair share of praise. And I'm not here for this. All the things that I'm you, not. You, you need but didn't act like you don't want it. Yeah. I didn't come here for this. You didn't? No. Black, you good over there? Yeah, I'm great. Are you great now? Nah, not that you picked up, you know where he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where do we start, man? What are we? What are we talking about? We want, do you want to do prayer list? Yeah. Okay. Who's on your prayer list? Dude, got a lot. Gee whiz, dude, this Afghanistan situation has been on my heart, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely praying for everything going on there. I mean, from the people of Afghanistan to the U.S. government to the military, even the Taliban. Like, let's pray for everybody, right? Um, I tell you what, Walker, this situation and consuming so much content about it, you know how you know how like you never realize how blessed you are until you hear about something else like it's taken that to the umpteenth degree. So um, I hate what's going on there. Uh, I wish there was something more that I could do. But um, yeah, dude, it's just a sad situation. Agreed. Agreed. Legendary producer Chucky Thompson passed away at the age of 53. There were artists who were showing him some love um, as he passed. I think it was about a week ago now. So uh, RIP to him. Condolences to his family. What do you got? Lucille Times. Did you hear about this? I think she I think she died at the time of this record, at the day of this recording. She dies at 100 years old. Y'all know Lucille? No. Okay, cool. Well, education lesson. She was the OG of the Montgomery bus boycott. Uh, she was uh, she was the first person to be on the front lines about this about six or seven months before the Rosa Parks incident. And uh, she's known famously for uh, punching James Blake in the face. James Blake was the same bus driver who ordered Rosa Parks to sit in the back of the bus. So, yeah, uh, she passed away at 100 years old, man. So, um, man, trailblazer, civil rights movement, everything. Uh, just uh, prayers for our family, though. RIP and prayers to the family of a Florida woman who was fatally shot by her toddler while on a Zoom work call. Oh, could you goodness, imagine? Dude, could you imagine? Oh, so our condolences to her family. Prayers. I mean, that kid. Ugh, yeah. Goodness gracious. So Oof. that kid's going to need some therapy. And the people that saw it. Yes, that as well. Um. You got anybody else? Nope. Uh, just a follow-up with Chucky Thompson. I remember him. He was just in the uh, Mary J. Blige documentary. If you want to check that out, you'll see him in that. Okay. Because she, uh, I mean, she praised him on how he helped her with her, her My Life album. Dope. And also a shout-out to Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The earthquake. Yeah. Prayers. And everything else. Prayers for them. There's an article, yeah. too, talking about why uh, people don't really, because, you know, last time there was a situation with Haiti um, over 10 years ago, that, that scandal with Red Cross. And so people trying to figure out how they can help Haiti by going around Red Cross. So. Right. That's, man, did you ever think we'd be there? Beware. I mean, going around the Red Cross to help people, like the Red Cross has been such a household trusted name for so long. Not anymore. Snakes everywhere, right? Land of the snakes, as J. Cole says. Got any praise report? Yeah, dude. Nate Burleson. Y'all know him. Former wide receiver NFL. He signed on with the CBS This Morning Show, which is a show I don't watch consistently, but I have watched every now and then. I love that 
Can you imagine? I love that show. You don't watch consistently? No. Okay. All right. I'm just asking. That's today's show, Walker. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. That's where my heart is. Not with Gail King. Philadelphia 76er Danny Green and his longtime girlfriend Blair Bashan recently tied the knot. Nice. We celebrate love around here, Walker. All the time. Cool. Who you got? And Walker from one former Tar Heel to another, Rashid Wallace. Did you hear about this? He's joined forces with Penny. He's going to be coach, uh, assistant coaching at Memphis. Dude, um, get the scissors out. They're cutting down the nets. This is going to be awesome for Memphis. Let's get Doherty, sir. What you got? Walker, are you following this Joshua Jackson situation? No. Do you know who Joshua Jackson is? No. Okay. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, can you give me kind of the high level? So uh, Joshua Joshua Jackson's now wife Jody Turner Smith, oh! who's in Queen and Slim. I want to have. I want to go here, Walker. I want to go here. All right. So Joshua Jackson's catching heat because it's it's uh, been leaked, or I guess the information has surfaced that I really his wife proposed it. to him. I want to trash this one so bad, but you got some. You led with this when you got some thoughts about it. I'm, I, I'm gonna tell you why I wanted to trash this, right? But let's discuss Walker. Well, okay, okay. So so the headline Did you hear about this black. Mm-hmm. I the, thought it was old news. The headline, and it well, may have been. Know, I've we, been out of pocket. We, yeah, we can catching up. Um, the headline here is Joshua Jackson is taking a lot of heat on this, and he calls it racist and misogynist, right? Um, be that as it may, I respect your opinion. I just want to talk about this, Walker. Like, I want to talk about women proposing to men. Caesar Walker, I'm asking you. Let's, 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 for a minute, let's imagine you're in a situation with a woman. She proposes to you. How are you handling that? Not well. Why? Because when I look at my relationship, communication is very important in in my relationship. Not that it's perfect, but we talk about expectations. We talk about everything. And rest assured, anyone who wants to get married to me would know that I would not be okay with that. So for you to even propose to me, you already know I'm not cool with this. So you're already disregarding something that I've already stated I'm not cool with. Right? Mm -hmm. Which is red flags because you're not even considering my feelings on that matter and you're doing it anyway. And it's selfish if we're just going to be real. Right. If you care about me, you care about how I feel about a certain thing and you do it anyway. That's not selfish. No, I just I, I want to know why you feel that way. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm I'm what? Why you feel that way about a woman proposing to a man in general? Okay. Or, or, no, so th- I'm saying that's what I, th- I think I've, I think I moved the goalposts again. You're talking about you. Because I, my context of the question me. was about you. I'm dealing with, because you asked me. That's fair. How I would feel. So what I'm saying is, that's how I would feel. That would be a compounded problem, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not cool with it, but then you you should already know that I'm not cool with it. And you did it anyway. Okay. So that's just a double whammy. So you're saying no to the proposal then? I'm saying, I'm saying no, no don't, I'm not cool with that. Okay. Yeah, wow. I'm not cool with it. And the reason why I'm not cool with it is, yes, that is what a man does. Hmm. It's okay to say that's what a man does. Okay. 
And that's very, like, that's very masculine of a, like, I'm choosing you. I choose you. I choose you. Right? Right. So, no, I'm not cool with that. Walker, I'm playing society's advocate here. Okay? Let's go. Disclaimer. I agree with you, Walker. I'd feel some type of way if my wife had proposed to me. I'd feel some type of way. Walker. That's two of us. Black. Uh, I'm with you, but... I don't know what their relationship is. So I'm with you on principle, but I don't, I don't know what Joshua Jackson and well, Jody's relationship is. Well, like. well, that's a good point. Well, well that's a caveat. He, he, okay. All right. Say what you're going to, that's a good point. We'll, we'll address that. Josh, we'll, Joshua has since said like when it happened, he was flattered, but he made sure that Jody knew like, Hey, look, I still had a plan for this. I still wanted to talk to your stepfather and ask your stepfather for your hand. Well, he did a separate proposal. He did a proposal to her even right. after this. Right. It, but it, it, it answers it answers Black's question though. Okay. And it yeah. and it kind of validates what you said, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm just I, I'm just let, let me tell you where my where my mind is going on this. We're in this society, you're Walker. Still playing, you're still playing society's advocate. Society's advocate. Okay. We're in this society now. We're in this age now to where women want equality okay right in the realm of equality is this an example in your opinion we need a woman here of course is this example of something that a woman may want she may want it but here's a here's the deal you can't pick and choose when you want to be traditional right Right. Because you're still going to want the man to be a leader. You're still going to want the man to be make more money. You still go. You still want him to be traditional, but you're not going to be traditional. You get to move the goalpost on when you can and cannot be tra- traditional. That's not fair. And so, taking that, taking society's advocate hat off, because because I, I think I think he got a lot of smoke. Joshua Jackson got a lot of smoke because people are coming from an angle of this. Like well, like who who says it's wrong for the woman to propose to the man? And it's just like. You have your reasons for it being wrong. I have my reasons for it being wrong. Well, let's be clear. Let's be clear. And I, and I like I like just just let's take our points from uh from what let's address what what he brought up. Here y'all go. I'm not when we talk about what's right or wrong. I'm just talking about what works for me. Yeah. If they good, if they good, that's great. Because we celebrate love no matter how it's structured. That's not my justification for that. Okay. What I'm saying is that. Whatever they got going on, if that works for them, kudos to them. That's great. That just wouldn't work for me. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, could you, when she proposed, did he say yes then? Or yeah, he say, said yeah. That's yeah. what he said. He okay. said he, he accepted yeah, yeah. the proposal. He put his hand over his mouth and was shocked, cried a little bit and said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do that for the camera again. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta look back at it and be shocked. Look back at it. No, 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 no. Look at it. How do you? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you. I'm not doing that. You're not doing that. I'm not doing that. He didn't do that either. Let's let's be be fair. It's funny, but he didn't do that. We're gonna get out of here, Walker. But as I absorb (laughs) this content, I was just thinking, how much of this is rooted in tradition? Nothing wrong with tradition. Asterisk. 
It depends on what the tradition is. What's the tradition? Oh, okay. Well, you mean in, in, in this in this capacity? Yeah. Oh, yeah. in terms of marriage and love, like what what is what is in terms of marriage? Because we're talking about marriage and relationships. True. Where, where does tradition where does tradition become problematic? Uh, oh, goodness! I'm gonna have to step on the on society side here. We're in an ever evolving world, Walker. Right? We are. Uh, societal norms are being challenged day in and day out. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't think back far enough. I, I don't think the proposal is biblical. I don't think there's any biblical structure that says man goes, gets on one knee and proposes to a woman. Okay. Now we've heard of leave and cleave and things like that. But in terms of the proposal, I, I don't have any, I don't have any insider information onto where that, where that came from. Okay. But the fact that we've been doing this for centuries means it's a strong tradition that came from somewhere okay my thing is just because i'm in the mentality to do that i want to question what that what where that tradition started from why is that so if you found out where it came from would that change your your opinion yeah yeah, i just i don't know i didn't do that much research it would change your opinion so if you find out where it came from you'd be like oh you know what i should have let her propose yeah really Potentially, if if I know where it comes from and depends on how I absorb the information. I, now I, what now what does it mean? Like I proposed to my wife, so am I a hypocrite? Probably, but hey. But it's just it's just stuff like it's just stuff like and LP was talking about this, right? What he talked about. When he was uh when Shirley Caesar, you know, was uh <laughs> he was at some uh awards thing. But see you take that, you, you, I, I, I know, but we're talking about tradition here. He wasn't received as well as he should have been because he wasn't wearing what they thought he should be wearing preaching the gospel. Okay, but can we put tradition I, back in the context of, of... But but tradition is the same. Tradition all comes from something. So my thing is, in terms of assessing tradition in general, yeah, I want to know where it came from. I want to know. Okay, will you look that up? <laughs> what is your problem, Black? <laughs> I mean, because all traditions aren't good, but I mean, just because women I, couldn't I, wear pants to church at one point. Again, I mean, but why, again, why, why would that? I mean, it's still a tradition. I mean, what? but why would that shape how you what, think about it? What is what was what was what was the the door topic? I know, but it's still <laughs> rooted in tradition. Is what I'm trying to tell you. But your tradition tradition is always up to be questioned. That's fine, but I'm just saying, what what would you have to find out in order to change your position? On your two boys having a female propose to them, what would I have to find? I don't know. That's a good question. Is that what you asked before? Yeah. Okay. When'd you get here, Walker? Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> Do you right. have anything else? No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good to be back in this piece for you. <laughs> hey, Black. You got any more thoughts on? Do you have any thoughts on this, or did we pretty much? Yeah. I mean, I'm just. It's just I find it hard to like try to judge other people's relationships. I mean, like you said, it works. I for think them. that's wrong. Nobody's judging. I, I think no, 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 no. We're not talking about you, but people have attacked. Like, chiming in on. Okay, I will oh. say this. I will say this though. You can't get mad when y'all put it out there what y'all did, and then get mad because people attack you for it. That's one thing. Because we would never have known she proposed to you if y'all hadn't put it out there. Number one. But number two, do we have a ding, 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 ding sound effect? <laughs> we nope. just got it. 
Number <laughs> number two, yes. Just because we don't agree with it doesn't give us the right to just insert and attack you and go after you for that. But we can still talk about it. We can still talk about it and yeah. have our opinions, but but what he's responding to. But again, I say no one no one comes after you if you don't put it out there. True. Shall we move on? Yep. Okay. Dr. Dre's estranged oldest daughter starts a GoFundMe to find a home for herself and her four <sighs> children. Discuss the trash. Trashing it. All righty. Back to you, sir. Okay. Okay. Remind me to ask you about that after the episode. Sure. Are we going to talk about Jeopardy? Discuss the trash. Trash. And we are even. At two brute? What what next what, topic? Yeah, like what 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 did you have? I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. They picked the wrong guy. But it's the, it's the, it's, but what? But but what? We got to get reading Rainbow in there. That's all I was coming from. He was in there. What did he just step? Down? He was warming he up. The, he was warming up the seat. Mike Edwards stepped down. So okay. Lavelle Burton. Lavar. Lavar Burton. Line one. I bet they go with somebody else. Probably. All right. Maya Bialik is probably going to get it. She's just for a celebrity edition. Okay. It's on you. No, that was mine. Oh, that was yours? Yeah. <laughs> NBA baller PJ Washington got trapped. Discuss trash. Discuss. Mm. <laughs> that was a reaction right there. P.J. Washington. I didn't get his position. What did he? What does he play? Is he in the I front don't court? Know. Yeah, I think he, he's power he's, forward. I thought he was in the front court. The NBA's positionless, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well done. Um, it says power forward center. Stretch four. No, I don't know what he is. Just get on with this Walker. He's, it doesn't matter. He's trap is what he is. So, <laughs> former. Uh, he's a player for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, was in a in a relationship with Brittany Renner. Who who who? I've seen her, heard of her, but she's she's she has a she has a past. She's dated athletes, entertainers, and there was even a video she did that surfaced in the past few weeks where she talked about. She was talking about. NBA players and how they're dumb and you can easily trap one of them because they don't use condoms. So was that the one that was on Vlad TV? Maybe she's been a, she's she's made she's made some some rounds over the past few years. So possibly, possibly, um, you have it pulled up. No, okay. Um, <clears throat> see, I, I, see I leave for a couple weeks and he, you go you gonna let him do this? Do what? He, he needs to be having this. This, I, this is what y'all do it. What the thing is, this is what y'all do it. I can have it, but I still wouldn't play it. Go ahead. I can't. What, what, I hate it. Here. I absolutely hate it here. What do you mean? I hate it here. What do you hate? What do you hate? Use use your words. <laughs> Isn't that what you were told as a kid? You, you don't have any. I know you don't. So back to the PJ Washington story is after after they had a child. What was it? A month. It, it wasn't a long, long amount of time. It may have been a, a month, month, month been tops. Yeah. She leaves him. And apparently, allegedly, it hasn't been confirmed, but he's she, basically she's cashing out. 
uh, with with child support. It was it was alleged two hundred thousand, two hundred k a month. A month that hasn't been confirmed, but needless to say, she is getting something a check. Yeah, from this. PJ Washington has gone on to mention that he hasn't even been able to see his son. That came out this week. Oh, I did not know that. Brittany is out here living the best life. So, your thoughts on this, Gatry? Uh, Walker, this is a messed up situation. Oh, well, thanks, Captain Obvious, <laughs> for, for that. For that. I have zero empathy for PJ Washington. Zero. And Talk Derek, about it. Derek Jackson is back. Uh, PJ. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Keep going. PJ is a grown man. Mm-hmm. PJ knows what happens when you go outside in the rain with no raincoat on. He knows what happens. You're going to get wet. And your chances of fertilizing are super high, right? So my thing is, my thing is simple on this. If you're going to go shoot... I feel about that analogy, but go ahead. If you can go shoot the club up, be ready for everything else that comes with it. It's that simple. You know what you're doing. And you know you are, eh, I was going to say high profile, but... He's high profile now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you, but... Thanks, Brittany. PJ knows, like, this is something you know, PJ. Like, am I going to let you cry on my shoulder because someone trapped you and you got to kick... No. Now. You have you not seen your boy? I got issues with that. As a father, I got issues with that. Regardless of what happens with him and whatever the lady's name is, you gotta see your kid. Point blank period. But this is this is the consequences. Like, I mean, it these are the consequences. I don't know what else to say. Okay. That was Derek Jackson issue to you? Black. He, he kinda he kinda came back a little bit towards the end when he uh focused on the child. But he hadn't he hadn't addressed the woman. It's it's two in that relationship. Um, I I don't I don't condone what she did either because she went after PJ. Could you say that as strongly as you, you condemned him? And so I have to say it with a certain fervor to appease him. No, if you uh, don't feel it, don't do it. You don't have to. No, I it, the the biggest loser in the situation is the child. So he, so here's how I feel about it. here's no one asked you. I was still talking. The biggest loser in the situation is the child. What you got, Walker? I'm done. I'm done. Good. Next topic. So uh, it's on you. Is uh, it on me? Actually, I will give my two cents on this. So <laughs> I was going to try to run with that. <laughs> I know. I know. We're going to give you that satisfaction. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. I'm with. I'm with. I'm with Gat on this. Yeah, I'm with Gat on this. So. Here's why is you have a Google search, you have the internet. It's not like this chick is out here doing dirt on the low. You made a con. So we already know what, what Brittany is. She got a high body count. She got a high body count and she's documented giving her true opinions online. You knew this before you shot the club up. You knew all of that. So it's not like it's not like it was a shot. If if none of this was documented, we would I would definitely bring her up. But she's a known and you thought with the wrong head. So while I have empathy with you, I do not have sympathy for you. You signed up for 
all of the fine print that came with her. And you getting it, bro. Stay in the gym, PJ. Because you going to need it. Ooh, you got to get that second contract, baby. You going to need it. Because one thing's for sure, the NBA may come and go, but that child is forever. That's true. What you got? Last one I got, Walker Lizzo. <laughs> discuss. We're going to discuss this. Let's go. Lizzo's getting fat shamed again. She dropped a single. She dropped a video. People saying, Lizzo, you're fat. What's the video about? What's the song about? You don't care? I bought a clip. Rumo? Ru- From the Walker, producers of Kanye's next album. I don't know how I get this exclusive stuff. From the producer, but I bring it to y'all. From the producers of Kanye's album. No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's probably a great track. Okay, I'm not into Lizzo musically. Me, Lizzo's not for me. Either. Right, right. I, there's one song that I just, it makes me want to rip my eyeballs out. Do you know what she was responding to? Mm-hmm. Well, Lizzo was responding to because she she was on IG Live and she got all emotional about the criticism that was that she had received from dropping this this track. Do you yeah, know? Is it because people say how fat she was, or people people Some were people, people were making fun of how she's just kind of out there and she loves her body, but right. it was it was more it was fat shaming. People were calling her the 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 term because she was the race part component was people were referring to her as a mammy oh no you gotta pull it up no i mean i heard the same thing could you look that up could you look that word mammy up for me while while gatchery so this has nothing to do with fat shaming then i need to i need to find another source if it doesn't here's the thing i i'm not in her mentions i'm not reading the comments i'm pretty sure someone did call her fat okay okay but there's a criticism that has been ongoing with her particularly in that they refer to her as a mammy. If you recall, mammies were one of the few people who were allowed in the house, right? House Negro, Mm -hmm. right? The one nurturing the kids, that whole nine. But I want, I want black to read the definition because what, what, the criticism in the black community towards Lizzo from some black people. I'm not saying that this is how all black people feel because you got a lot of black people who've been very supportive of Lizzo, but what the criticism from certain sections of the black community is that the reason we're enter there are black people in entertainment. That's the only thing they see you as right. So, you have a role to play in terms of entertaining us, especially when your your niche audience happens to be majority white, right? Okay? It's why when LeBron start talking on political stuff, social stuff, he was told by Laura Ingram at Fox News to... Shut up and dribble. Because that's the only way they see you, right? Now... The, con- the criticism is that that's the only way they see you, Lizzo. They don't see you for your intelligence, your intellect, whatever. They see you as a as a as a big woman, gyrating, shaking, jiggling, doing Playing all the that. Sometimes, right? She's very talented, but 
you're playing you're 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 catering to something that's creating money and whatever you're just a pawn right and so that's where that's her what's the definition you got for mammy uh, according to Merriam-Webster, a mammy is defined as a black woman serving as a nurse to white children, especially formerly in the southern U.S. Okay. So the term is, that's how we let you in the house. Right? You're a pawn. Right? So that's the racial component. So she said the criticism of calling me that is racist. That's what she was responding to. Okay? And of course... There's probably people saying all types of stuff about her size and her having this confidence and da 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 da. What are your thoughts about all of that? I have a hot take on this. It's a question. You think Lizzo's doing some of this on purpose? Doing some of what? Just because we, we've seen this song and dance before. Lizzo, Lizzo's a lot to take on from an entertainment standpoint. If you ever watched her, mm-hmm. it's a lot going on, right? It's a lot of stuff we haven't seen before. I'm not saying she she should take her foot off the gas. I'm not saying that. But to me, I wonder if some of this is calculated. You're going to get a reaction going out there doing the stuff she does. So when you get that reaction, do, I mean, does the world have to weep with you? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a hot take. Is it not? It sound I mean, I mean, if 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 I go out here as big as I am, and I'm taking my shirt off and I'm throwing my gut around, I don't think it's gonna hit the same way with Lizzo. Yeah, I'll I'll challenge that. You got a flute? You can play it. No, I'll figure something out though. But seriously, like it, it go it goes back to traditions. Like the only people who are who can take their shirt off in entertainment value or in, in, entertainment capacity is somebody that's chiseled like that's acceptable okay right so lizzo knows this and maybe maybe this is her attempt to break that i don't know but in your attempt to break that you have to understand that there's going to be a lot of criticism that comes with this and i just don't get i don't understand like yeah, it hurts. I get it. Yeah, I'm sure it hurts. But, like, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Because our society has never seen anything like this before. You got to be ready for that. In other words, you're, 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 the first, you're the first soldier going over the hill getting hit by the arrows. Yeah. And, and you know what? If Lizzo were sitting right here, I'd ask her, what'd you expect, hon? Yeah. Not that you, not that you are condoning it. It's right. Just, it's just what? What did you think it was going to be like? Yeah. I think she. Am I wrong here? But, but, but is but isn't that okay? So to your point, yeah, because I don't think no one's making her do whatever. She she can she can walk away from the music. Plenty of people have. But do you? Can you also see why there are some black people who would feel that way about her? As yes, being, as being a pawn and a cog in the- I can see that, even though I don't agree with that. I can see it. Okay. Okay. It's kind of kind of reminds me, of, and I don't know if it's, it's exactly true, but it seemed like one of the reasons why like Dave Chappelle just left, just mm. like he felt like he wasn't sure if like people were laughing at him or laughing with him. Right. And with her, it's like. What you want to say, Ronnie? I want you to say what you about to say. I don't know what you- your body language is talking. Get it out. Well, I mean, I just don't know. 
with her, it's like me personally, I kind of see her like little Nas X. It's like it's out there, but I don't want to consume it. Mm. So I choose not to. I'm not going to criticize either one of them, but I know what's visually appealing to me. And neither one of those two are. So I just, I just avoid it. Right. Now she's free to do whatever she wants to, but you got to understand that not everyone is willing to accept it. He said it way better than I ever could, but that's what I was talking about. Walker. When did you get here? Black? I just showed up. Gosh, y'all need to, y'all need to get here on time when I'm talking. That's intentional. (laughs) I mean, but she's, I mean, she's free to do whatever she wants to, but I mean, just like you said, you're gonna get you're gonna get some comments about it. Yeah. You may not get the outcome you want when you put out this when you put out your product. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's not gonna be real. like when you do something as radical. Again, it's it's a hill you choosing to die on. Just like Lil Nas X, like what he does, he can have all of that. I will not be a consumer. There's an audience for it. And I think too, to your point. It brings attention to your your music because people are going to check for it. Because who is this? Yeah, that's part of my question. Where do you think some of this is calculated? People around her probably, but then again, she has to make the choice. No one told like like no one made her show up at Staples Center. Scant like you know remember when she was yeah. dressed and she started like no one no one put a gun to her head. She she willingly did that. Right. So. Yeah, and regardless of it, she's making the decision to do to do however this plays out. She makes the decision. If I could go on the record by saying the core and the heartbeat of what she's trying to promote, I agree with. Like, you should love your body. You should. I get it. I'm not against that. My thing is, Walker, you're throwing that in people's faces. We talked about this before, though. We've had a conversation about this. I'm a believer that there's always a better way to do something. <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> there's always a better way. I'm not going to say I disagree, Walker, but yeah. Because my thing is, at the end of the day, yeah, Lizzo may get rejected. Lizzo gets a lot of love, but it's Lizzo. Can we agree with that? Yeah. Everybody's not Lizzo. Everyone doesn't have the celebrity. True. Everyone doesn't have, you know what I mean? You're in a, you're in a complete, you have, you, you have a completely different life experience than the, than the average female or person who, who is overweight and battling their health. You know what I mean? It's different. They're not making millions of dollars. Yeah. They don't have people looking up to them, so they can't emulate what you're doing. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, you're at, you're asterisk. You just like saying the word asterisk. Why uh-huh. do you why do you not agree with that? Because I do think even that that's what platforms are about. Platforms are built to inspire, right? Okay. All right, I'm but did we get into I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to slam dunk from the free throw line. But I'm going to drink some Gatorade to be like Mike. I'm going to give it my all when I play. Just like Mike does. Okay? I'm not going to be Mike. But he's inspired me to be better than what okay. I thought I could be. Lizzo's no different. Okay. Can you give me that? She's inspired you by how? 
Lizzo? Yeah, how? how? The, the little bit I've been able to take from Lizzo. Because, I mean, like, for now, real. Now, she may inspire you by things she may say on social media. And her no, 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 no. Yeah, her, plat- her platform speaks to me. Because I've shamed myself because I'm so big. Like, I've looked down on myself. Yeah, I've, ha- I've had a lot of issues with that. Okay. A lot of negative self-talk. Because, in my mind, I, I need to be, my body's need to be more like y'all's. And they're not. Like for a long time in my life, I've thought that's not that was not okay, and so I get what Lizzo's saying. Like it's fine, but I'm still a, like there's still a great person underneath this skin, underneath all these layers of fat. I don't have a problem with that part, right? But I'm telling you, that's a part of Lizzo's platform that speaks to me. Fine, I don't have a problem with that part. I don't have a problem with that part. What part? What part do you have a problem with, sir? What we just discussed is. When we talk about body positivity, right? We know the word decent is subjective, but if I'm gyrating and twerking and doing things that no one asked you to do in public, and you're going to file that under body positivity and fat shaming when people don't agree with it, ma'am, have a seat. Now, everything else you're talking about, I have nothing because I think she should love herself. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that part. Yeah. But what happens is, is when she starts doing that extra stuff and people criticize her for that because a person who's 130 pounds doing that would get criticism for that. Yeah, Meg Stan got criticized for an award show. Cardi gets criticized all the time. All the time. Uh, what's her name? Miley? Did Miley get criticized? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> you it ain't it ain't just you. It ain't just you. No one asked for that. Is what I'm saying. That mean you you can do what you want to do, but no one asked for it. So when people criticize you for it, it's not all fat shaming. We just probably didn't want to see it. Now you love yourself. Do all of that. Amen, sister. Love yourself. I ain't saying you own it. She's on it. I, what I disagree with, but we muddy the waters is what I'm saying. We muddy the waters. That's all I'm saying. You getting out here and twerking and trying to have a hot girl summer. I was just trying to watch a show. I was just trying to watch a basketball game, right? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Is that fair? Can you give me that? I'll give you that, Walker, with right. no asterisk. <laughs> Still got a chance to say it. Shout outs. Walker. I got Daryl Harris. Hope it's not Darrell. Did you read about this guy? Mm-mm. Okay. I actually got it from one of your sources. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Go ahead. We got to get out of here. Go okay. Daryl. Excuse me. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Daryl Harris. <laughs> Darrell. Darrell Harris. Daryl Harris is the first ever black president of national trucking company, Yellow Trucking. Y'all are familiar with yellow trucks. You've seen them as you're flying down 459. Okay. So while this story from the headline perspective is motivating enough, what I'm drawn to is everything that's happened leading up to this. So about 20, 25 years ago, Daryl starts his trucking career as um, 
I don't know what they call it, but the guy that loads the truck. Like this is starting from the bottom in terms of trucking logistics and stuff. A loader. A loader, yeah. Yeah, getting paid less than $10 an hour. And Daryl goes on to say when he got that job, that was a lot of money coming from where he comes from, right? So he took a lot of pride in what he did. And so he talks candidly about how he's been able to escalate uh, changing companies a lot, of course, but still staying in the trucking field. But a lot of barriers he had to overcome. You see, guys, Daryl does not, at the time of this recording, hold a bachelor's degree. And so he was told several times as he ascended up the ladder within different trucking companies that he could not get said position because he was not qualified. And as he says, most of the thing, most of the times what was holding him back the most was his lack of collegiate education. But the perseverance and the knowledge and the hard work that Daryl put in led him to where he is now, which is the first black president of Yellow Trucking Company. There's nothing more I can say about this. Uh, This is dope. Daryl, thank you for what you do. You're on my shout out. So does he still not have a degree? No, not the time of this recording. Yeah. So. Wow. Anything's possible. In my ear. Yeah. We got to adjust his mind. My shout out goes to Serena Williams. Serena Williams has recently, along with another investment group, invested in a black woman founded healthcare platform called HUD. It was founded in 2018 by Kimberly Wilson, another black woman through her own experiences with discrimination and inequities that exist within the healthcare system. This lady discovered there was a need to make culturally competent healthcare accessible for communities of color and was determined to fill that void. And I hope I'm calling it Hude. Uh, it's H U E D. It was cultivated to align black and brown patients with medical professionals who deliver their services through culturally through a culturally sensitive lens. So I just want to shout Serena Williams as well as Kimberly Wilson uh, out for seeing a need in our community and trying to fill that void. So shout out to those women. What you got, sir? Walker, I'm taking you to Kenosha, Wisconsin. That is not a hollaback girl. That is a city in the state of Wisconsin. I know about Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you do. You know about Racine, too, don't you? Continue. <laughs> Most people ain't going to get that. Okay, I'm just saying. That's only... Only what? Uh, the people in his room. No, no, no. I'm thinking that's the cities I know. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> this woman is not focus, focus, what? squirrel, focus, squirrel. I say focus and you still won't focus. Gotcha. I was focused and you took me off of my focus. No, you looked at him first. Yeah. Cause I didn't know what kind of energy he was giving me. Oh, so, so it wasn't me then. No, no, it's never you Walker. It's this guy but you, you bring in here. See at Wisconsin, right? Oh my God. See at black. Give me a geography lesson. Um, where are the NBA chaps from? I know. <laughs> are you done go ahead so kenosha wisconsin that's where we're going walker uh this woman is not named in this article but uh this one's gonna be short and kind of everybody turned out fine so we kind of laugh at it 
So uh, a woman who had had a little too much to drink one night, she decides to come home. And uh, have you ever seen on social media or YouTube these clips of uh, animals chasing the red laser? Right. You put the, <laughs> the, 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 the animals go crazy. Right. <laughs> so she decides she's going to do the same thing with her cat. The only difference is the only laser she can find was attached to a handgun. <laughs> so before you get to thinking this way, the cat survived. But a close friend of hers that she lives, lives with <laughs> suffered a gunshot wound to the thigh. All because as she as reported here in this article, as she was playing with the laser on the wall, of the cat, he comes in and she points the gun at him and pulls the trigger. Now, he's fine. He did not file any charge, personally charges against this unnamed woman. Everybody's cool. What I want you guys to understand is as you're playing games with felines, please do it a little more safely. And don't shoot anybody in the thigh. Khaled. Congratulations. You played yourself. All right. All right. So, um, my player of the week, uh, everyone's familiar with, well, you should be familiar with this person, Gatry. We're going to go to Boston. There's a guy who is now there in Boston by the name of Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. Schroeder, whatever. It's German. Schroeder turned down a four-year, $84 million contract extension. You big dummy. Now, <laughs> now, let's, 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 now, I'm, I'm a believer of, of betting on yourself, right? Taking a chance on yourself. I'm, 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 I'm all for it, okay? And I'm all for a person believing in themselves. Richard but, Sherman. But let's, let's, let's. Let's let's look. Let's look. Too soon. He was too soon with that one. Listen, listen. I'm not focused. Okay. Focus. Focus. See the autofocus. Okay. Let's look at some numbers. Let me give you some numbers. Last year he was with the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, you're right? a guy. He was with the Los Angeles Lakers, right? He averaged 15.4 points per game. Okay? He averaged 5.8 assists in 61 games. He started started those games, played 61 games, averaged 15 points. And I think that may have been, I don't know if that was a career high for him, but from a career standpoint, in his eight-year career, he averaged 14.3 points a game, 4.7 assists, and 2.9 rebounds. Okay? Now, my question to you guys is what makes him think what makes Dennis think that he should turn down a 4 year 84 million million dollar contract to stay in LA and make 21 mil a year that was guaranteed which at the time he acknowledged he wasn't aware that it was guaranteed which means either he's you big dummy or he needs to fire his agent Okay, like yesterday, fire his agent because he ended up having to go to Boston. Nothing wrong with Boston. Uh, 
Nothing wrong with Boston in and uh, of itself. Uh, except what? Oh yeah, sorry. There's a lot wrong with Boston. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Nothing wrong with Boston in and of itself, except that it's not Los Angeles, and he is now making seventy nine million dollars less than what he would have had he just signed on the dotted line to play with LeBron and have a chance at winning a, a, a chip. What? LA won because they got Russ, right? One more time. What one more time? What yeah. what one more what, what you what you oh you, you wanna hear it? You need this? You big dummy. Now five point nine million for one year. Who's the star on that team? Boston? Yeah. I don't Tatum. Tatum. Oh yeah. I'm gonna talk to you, Black. I'm just talk to you. Celtics are awful. Who's the second best player on that team? Jalen Brown. <laughs> okay. It's not Schroeder. <laughs> so the opportunity you're going to get to prove that you are worth worthy of another 84 million, slim to none because Tatum and Brown are going to want the ball in their hands. Yeah. Okay, which means you're going to end LeBron up. Did. You're going to end up averaging right around 14 points a game, like you typically do, which is fine. Which is fine, but I'm not sure if he's going to see another 84 million for you. He won't. Okay, that's all I'm saying, oh, Gatry. Okay. I need you to stay with me. Okay. Okay. Dennis, you're making more than all of us put together are at the end of the day. I mean, hey. But still, God. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. I get through much player of the week. I'm sorry. You, you went sports. You know how. Okay. You know how you, you mean emotional? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I missed him. You do. You'll realize it tomorrow. What LP doing next week? What's anybody doing next week? Oh, okay. <laughs> We, it don't have to be him. You want to go across the way and see? <laughs> I feel the love, gentlemen. Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in and listening to the latest and greatest episode. Please do us a favor and subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform you are using to listen to us on. Please go out and follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter at the THA tipping point, one word. Please subscribe, please subscribe to our channel on YouTube, The Tipping Point, as we do post videos there from time to time. Now, 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 now. The doors of The Tipping Point Pod are open. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace. Be safe. Have a productive week. Take care of yourself and enjoy yourself. As always, I'm Caesar Walker. That guy across from this table is Ronnie Gatry. We are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.